Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host, and usually I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. Today's episode is a bit different. I am sharing with you some personal information, and it does get emotional, even though I tried to keep it upbeat and as happy as possible. Um, you know, I'm going through a lot, and so if you are maybe driving somewhere and you need to keep your emotions in check for safety reasons, please pause this episode and maybe listen to it when you are home or in a space where you're not driving and where you may um, not have to worry about potentially tearing up. So. I hope that y'all enjoy this. It is kind of an exercise that I did to help me move forward after the unexpected passing of my dad. So just keep that in mind. Maybe this episode is for you. Maybe it's not. I promise I won't be offended if you skip over it. But it was definitely good for me to do um, for me and just to move forward and to kind of put things out there. And for anybody who has maybe wondered what happened, um, I do share a little bit of that in here as well. So I hope you enjoy. And again, if you need to wait until you are in a different place to listen to this, then please do so and be safe. There never seem to be the right words or thoughts or actions to completely comfort you when you've lost a loved one. As I am typing out these podcast notes, I'm certain that my thoughts will not come close to covering what my father's legacy is in total, but hopefully these will give you a glimpse into things throughout my life and my dad's life that made us laugh, love, and connect over his 30 years as a father. This is not going to be your typical podcast episode for those of you listening who perhaps don't know me or my dad. My name is Danny Phillips, by the way, and my dad is Larry or Lawrence, depending on how you knew him, O'Mahony. So generally, this podcast is about fitness, food, and travel. And today I'm sharing with you, I guess, what you might call emotional fitness. And this is just one thing that I'm kind of learning and trying out to grieve and move forward So I like to focus on the happy, so I'm going to do my best to keep this upbeat. And perhaps this is going to be an episode that you can send to a friend or family member you know that is grieving over the loss of a loved one. And the activities that I mentioned here, maybe they can be comforting for you to do at home or for your friend or family member to do in order to help move forward. So um, I'm not going to edit this. There might be some pauses in here but I'm just going to run through it and post it and that's that's about all I can do. I don't want to I don't want y'all to catch me crying on here, but that might happen too. So, here we go. For those of you who don't know, on the 21st of June 2019, my father Lawrence O'Mahony again or Larry unexpectedly passed away. He was visiting my sister Kelly at her gravesite that Friday morning, as he frequently did, and he passed out. Someone found him within a couple of minutes and called an ambulance. He was conscious and communicating in the ambulance, and the medical professionals planned to run some tests on him after he arrived at the hospital, but he passed away from a pulmonary embolism in the hospital. So it is still very surreal to say it out loud, And as much as this was completely unexpected on our end, he was in very good health. Otherwise, it's very clear circumstantially that God had a plan for my dad. I'm so grateful that he is 
Now with my sister, and for those of you who don't know, Kelly passed away at the age of 21 on August 29th, 2014, from an inoperable brain tumor. So the past five years have been, in, in many ways, just very painful since there wasn't anything more that we knew of to do or that anyone else knew to do for Kelly. So I will never know for certain, but I feel very strongly that my dad was probably very torn, as I think we all are, between providing for his family here on earth and being with Kelly in heaven to take care of her. So my mom told us that over the past few years, which is kind of cool because I've done the same thing, she and my dad chose a word of the year. And this year, 2019, their word was laughter. They worked so hard this year, now that dad was finally retired after 39 plus years at Chevron, to get out of the house and spend time with friends and family, just laughing and learning again how to really enjoy their lives instead of going through the motions. Both of my parents had been able to spend a few weekends with each kid and things were truly really, really good. And we were all really at peace with our relationships that we were kind of reforming with each other. So we recently had a special evening with a lot of laughter going through a personality test as a family. So Father's Day weekend, my parents' parents visited my sister Heather and I in the northwest Louisiana area and we were out to dinner one night and I had a I had everyone at the table take the four tendencies quiz by Gretchen Rubin and this is not a plug but it is a fabulous conversation starter and a lot of fun so I'm gonna link it down below it's an 11 question quiz that tells you personality wise if you have um major tendencies towards one of these four items. You can be an obliger, a questioner, a rebel, or an upholder. The gist is understanding whether it's important or not for you to meet inner and or outer expectations. I had taken the quiz before the rest of my family and found out that I was an upholder, meaning I find it important to meet both inner and outer expectations. So we had a lot of fun going around the table and guessing what each person would be and then comparing their results. When we got to my dad, I really thought he would be a rebel. And in some ways, I think he probably really leaned into that tendency a lot. But I was truly honored to find out that I come by my upholder qualities just like my dad. So... I know he was really proud of knowing that others could depend on him. And he took that task very seriously. If he said he was going to do something, then by golly, he was going to do it. That is where my exercise came in for today's episode. I guess over the past few weeks, I've had a lot of time to think. And naturally, many of my thoughts are of my dad and the time that we spent enjoying life together. I decided to make a list of many of the items to share with you today to hopefully encourage you to complete this exercise to help you move forward or to remind you of the small things that you love someone for or some of the reasons you perhaps I loved someone else or loved my dad and 
If you have something you would like to add to this list or maybe a story that you can share with me and my family about my dad, then it would absolutely mean the world to me if you sent me an email with that story. So my email is going to be dannyomahony42 at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at dannyphillips or on Facebook with that sentiment. I will put my email and contact information in the show notes below. So make sure you check that out or screenshot it on your phone if you have something that you would, um, you know, be able to share with us that might bring a smile to our faces and just help us to remember those small moments and things that made my dad really special. So here we go in no particular order other than this is the order that things popped into my head. Here are 100 things that I connected with my dad over or things that simply made him the generous father, husband, brother, son, and expert that he was. Here we go. Number one, of course, he was an upholder. <laughs> that was such a big thing in my mind. Um, just the whole really about two weeks before and um, ever since. So that was just a really cool thing to know. I just, I love finding ways that I'm just like my parents. So that was cool. Number two, he's a black belt in karate. And I find that this was very cool because he did it with my brother, Sean, and my sister, Kelly. Three, he was fiercely loyal as a husband, a father, and a friend. Four, he was very financially responsible. And I'm just so grateful that I know my mom is well taken care of. And he just... I was learning, I was just starting to learn to ask the right questions to understand what he did through his career so that I can do my best to take information from him and be able to be successful financially in my life and in my career. So that was, you know, love to learn from him. Number five, deeply caring. Number six, he's totally all about the small things. Number seven, he knew that I loved minions and despicable me and just many other small things. Number eight, <laughs> I wrote down birdie present. I have an obsession with flamingos and it's not because they're popular right now, but it's because when my dad was in his younger Chevron years, he traveled to Africa and I think that's where he was when he brought this back, but I asked him to bring me back a birdie present. And so he brought me back a flamingo. And so I've always enjoyed flamingos since then. Number nine, we totally bonded over a love for espresso. And even though he taught me how to use his fancy espresso machine, I'm going to have to go brush up on my skills and do watch some YouTube videos to figure out how to use it because it's a little more complicated than my Verismo, let's face it. <laughs> and you will know if you've been to the house and you've seen it. It's a very special thing. Number 10, he never seemed to be afraid to speak his truth or what was on his mind when it mattered. 11. He enjoyed his time off doing absolutely nothing. Number 12. He loved going to the beach and hanging out at our beach house. 13. Deep connection and conversation. 14. He enjoyed trying new foods and drinks and hole-in-the-wall places. He watched a lot of diners, drive-ins, and dives. And so that's where I think he got a lot of his ideas from. And that's what he liked to do when he was out at the beach. He would just kind of 
tootle around and and find new hole in the wall places. It was it was fun. Fifteen. He was proud of his wife and his kids to the nth degree. Sixteen. He was super focused on his health. I mean, he was doing cryotherapy. He was taking the ketones and he was going for lots of walks with Princess. And I was just so proud of him for doing that. I mean, in all my time focused on nutrition and health and personal training, he's not followed my instructions until really this year, the past few months when I started learning about the research of cryotherapy and ketones and um, he was totally into it, which made me so proud of him. 17. Loved his motorcycles. He's always had one in the garage and he was just getting back into riding them. It was so funny because he bought his latest motorcycle after he retired without telling my mom after she went out of town for a weekend. So that was just hysterical <laughs> to get a photo of him with his new bike and mom being like, what? He bought a bike? Okay. <laughs> Let's see. 18. We were both pilots. We were both... Uh, private pilots, which was super cool. He was in the Civil Air Patrol, and he was always really proud that he had uh, two fines. So two fines, no saves, he would always say. And so he just thought that was really cool when I decided to go get my private pilot's license and go into the military. Uh, speaking of military, number 19, my dad totally appreciated the times that um, both myself and my brother Sean have done in the military. Currently, my brother's active duty army. I did four years in the Air Force. And um, that was really like, ROTC was a, a big turning point for me in my college career and really change in, I guess, perspective and growing up and kind of starting to really adult. It was quite a partier before then. <laughs> I guess the hospitality industry does that for you. Number 20, trucks. We both loved trucks. I've pretty much always had a truck. Uh, had a tendency to receive his hand-me-down trucks whenever he purchased a new one. So both loved trucks. 21. Goofy bad movies. I can't even name them all for you, but I think I do have some listed down below. But just loved a goofy bad movie. Uh, 22. <laughs> Despite the fact that, oh, I brought home somebody covered in tattoos with a, <laughs> a crazy background. He loves my husband. And um, they texted all the time maybe more frequently than I did with him. So I was just so, so happy that they got along. 23, he loved to brew beer and to enjoy craft beers. He used to brew beer in the bathroom, in my parents' bathroom. <laughs> little like styrofoam container. I never understood it, but it was always cool to see the fun little projects that he enjoyed. He enjoyed, oh, number 24, woodworking and carpentry. So that was always cool to see too. We've always had like a little woodworking and machine shop in the garage, which brings me to number 25, metalworking and his little machine shop. He taught us how to use a mill and a lathe, and we made some really cool projects. I mean, thank goodness we were homeschooled, or I don't think we would have had the opportunity to kind of learn from him and get kind of classes on how to use metal machinery. Not that I use it now, but maybe I'll have to learn how to use it again. So, very, very cool. 26. Kelly kicking cancer. He had a huge love and investment for 
working on Kelly Kicking Cancer, and he was our, our main really promoter and spokesperson. I mean, just incredible the amount of effort he put into learning about the research of brain cancer and looking into how we are going to cure it. So that was, I uh, loved seeing his passion for that. Number 27, Christmas lights. I don't know how we're going to get Christmas lights up this year because he always put them up. So that's something else we're going to have to learn. <laughs> but he always uh, enjoyed putting up the Christmas lights. 28, thinking about lawn care. He always mowed the lawn and he always wore these terrible red sweatpants. I think, I think he did buy a new pair like five years ago, but ah. Uh, the red sweatpants and the old dirty tennis shoes. <laughs> oh, good times. And a bandana, always. 29. He loved a good haunted house. So maybe we'll have to start going to more of those when it comes time for it this fall. Number 30. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> I used to be terrified of the Tower of Terror, but I always kind of secretly liked it because I had watched Twilight Zone, you know, shows with my dad when I was little. So um, there's just something fun about those. 31. He was such a grammar Nazi. Oh my goodness. The probably, I mean, my mom is an English teacher, so we are always focused on grammar, but my goodness, he was definitely a grammar Nazi. So I'm always thinking about him when I'm listening to other people and in my head correcting their grammar. So <laughs> if I'm silent when listening to you and you want to know why, might be your grammar. I don't know. <laughs> Number 32, he, had a, he was a stickler for cleanliness. So I definitely don't think my house stands up to um, his desired cleanliness, but um, I'm trying. I'm working on it. He taught me how to sweep and how to mop, and now I am very critical of how my cleaning is, but <laughs> man, having a house with dogs, you're just never going to be as clean as you'd like it to be. 33, he had a great sense of humor, but you totally had to get his sense of humor to appreciate it. <laughs> 34. Um, I wrote down Monty Python, Futurama, Princess Bride, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, um, Star Wars, Austin Powers, basically a bunch of Mel Brooks films. And again, this is like those goofy movies, the goofy shows, like, oh, these are the kinds of things that he enjoyed. And it was always fun to see how much he enjoyed them and how much I enjoyed them. I mean, up to today, Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies, so... Let's see, 35, he never missed a Sunday church. Oh my goodness, he, he was the head of our religious, you know, family and making sure that we lived up to all of our, you know, Catholic expectations. Um, 36, he absolutely loved St. Joseph's Abbey. I mean, I remember going there as a kid, not just for church, but to go up and throw bread into the little lakes and feed the ducks and go to uh, ballet, ballet stuff up there. What do you call those? Um, I don't know, I guess, yeah, go to watch the ballet. <laughs> um, so that was always fun. Love St. Joseph's Abbey. 37, he really appreciated um, a cappella singing in the form of more like Gregorian chant. So when, um, I guess, the, the brothers are singing at St. Joseph's Abbey, we really enjoyed that. But we also equally disliked <laughs> singing in church. <laughs> Outside of, like, beautiful a cappella we're just not a whole, a whole huge fan of um, singing in church. <laughs> oh, that just makes me laugh that we have that in common. All right, 38, he loved a good Philly cheesesteak or a burger. 39, 
goofy email cartoons about once or twice a week he sent me just ridiculous uh, you know like either memes or uh, like Gary Larson cartoons or something goofy in my email so at some point I will have to go back through my email and kind of go look through all the things that he sent because a lot of times I'd open them and quickly glance at them and I don't know if I always responded but they were always very funny sometimes inappropriate but funny <laughs> 40. Operas, orchestras, and ballets. I do remember he took me to a ballet as a kid, and opening scene, this ballerina, you know, one ballerina runs out to the middle of the stage in the f very first act, very first scene, um, and just slips and falls straight on her butt. <laughs> and we just laughed about that, but we also really appreciated the fact that she just got right up and kept going, and like, like it never happened, but we always remember that. That just came right out, splat on her butt. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Okay, number 41. He really appreciated history and museums. I appreciate museums and history, though. I can't remember it like he did. 42. Turkey and stuffing on holidays. He definitely was always head of the house in making a holiday turkey. 43. Take all you want, but eat all you take. <laughs> he hated being wasteful, and I will always remember that phrase, and I use it with my uh, nutrition clients often. 44. He loved a good key lime pie or strawberry rhubarb pie um, and pecan pies. That was another thing he really enjoyed making during the holidays. 45. He really enjoyed daddy-daughter dances, and whether that was Girl Scouts or my wedding, um, those were always very special. 46. Chocolate chip pancakes and bacon. I mean, you can't go wrong with chocolate chip pancakes and bacon. When we were little, he used to make pancakes in different shapes and different letters and things, so might have to take that back up. 47. He was the one who took care of spiders and roaches when we found them in the house and put a cup over it. If he came home from work and there was a cup on the floor, he knew there was a bug in it that the rest of us refused to take care of. <laughs> oh, the small things, right? 48. Dad took me to my first concert. It was an in-sync concert. I'm sure he could have cared less for in-sync music, but he took me. And he knew I had a great time. He also saved me from a flying roach that night. I will never forget that. <laughs> oh, 49. He loved a good car wash. We always had fun taking our vehicles through the car wash and just seeing all the, the pink and yellow and blue colors and coming out with a, a good, fresh, clean car inside and out. Ooh, 50. He loved a good cigar. It's very rare, but, you know, on like 4th of July or New Year's, um, and in my ROTC career, we shared a bunch of good cigars together. Yeah, Dirt Torpedo is what I liked because it had kind of a sweeter aftertaste. <laughs> he always said it kept the bugs away, but I think he just enjoyed it. 51. He loved trilogies like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Star Wars and 007. I think he would be totally cringing right now if he knew that 007 uh, James Bond is technically being retired is what I've heard, and um, the new 007 taking over that number is a female. He would just be outraged, I think. How can you do that? It's always James Bond. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see how that goes. 52, hatching sea turtles. 
I even heard my mom retell this story a few days ago. I want to say they were in Florida and they spent like two hours laying on their stomachs on a beach somewhere in Florida um, experiencing sea turtles hatching their eggs. Um, so that was really cool to, I don't know, just a fun little thing. 53. He was a geologist, more specifically a petrophysicist and a total expert in his field. Most people probably don't know what that is, and I don't blame them. It's pretty complicated, but I always explain it to people as he determines how much oil is in a well and whether or not it's worth digging to get that oil. So pretty cool. Hopefully there are some people up and coming at Chevron to make sure that they take over what he was doing. So we'll see. We'll see. 54. He and my mom were definitely divide and conquer kind of parents, even though all four of us kids were in separate places. I mean, between my brother in Colorado and not, he's not there anymore, but he was for school. And uh, Kelly was in Georgia at one point and I was in Alabama and Heather was at home. And, you know, we've all got different things going on. I mean, they were always driving or flying to be at somebody's event so that they could spend time with us. 55. He really enjoyed cabins and quiet getaways. So we used to have a house in Breckenridge, and I know he loved going to that cabin. Um, not even just for skiing and stuff, but just to simply be there and kind of be out in the quiet and the wilderness. And he definitely loved going to the beach. I mean, that was his happy place. Go out there, even if it was just an overnight trip, and just kind of enjoy the quiet, enjoy the sound, enjoy just kind of experiencing it, you know? All right, 56, coffee shops. Oh, we love coffee shops. Every time I would go out to the beach, that Gulf Shores area, he would let me know of a new coffee shop that he would f had found. So we love finding new coffee shops. Uh, 57, Breckenridge. I just mentioned the cabin we used to have out there, but uh, hiking to the mines. So I, I really honestly don't know a ton about my dad's beginning career with Chevron, but I, I feel like at some point he told me he did work out in the mines. I don't know if that was before Chevron or not. I'll have to figure out some of these stories. Again, family, if you're listening, email me, call me, and I want to know some of these stories. But um, there are some mines, some of them you were allowed to go into, most of them you weren't, out in kind of the Breckenridge Mountain areas. And we would always go out there and kind of like, you know, push our boundaries a little bit. And he would tell us about the mines. And it was just cool because it was kind of like, oh, we're not really supposed to do this, but we're going to do it anyway kind of a thing. Nobody is around. Um, 58. Okay, I have a repeat here, and that's okay. Flamingos. <laughs> Absolutely love flamingos. My birdie present. <laughs> 59. Rush Limbaugh. While I don't necessarily listen to Rush Limbaugh, he always had that on in the car. Um, or in his machine workshop. In fact, I'm pretty sure until that radio runs out of battery or electricity, we'll leave Rush Limbaugh on in my parents' garage for a while. So Rush Limbaugh always had that on the car, some sort of a talk show radio, or he loved listening to opera too. So he always had those two things on in the car. Let's see. Oh, he, 60. He loved my off-the-wall sports that I chose to do, like rugby and bikini bodybuilding. He was super, super supportive and just thought it was just simply fun. He just really thought it was fun. <laughs> oh, goodness. 61, Singing in the Rain. My dad introduced me to that movie, and it's been a favorite. Hey, buddies. We got Django in the house hanging out with me and Abita. So if you hear them growling or 
clicking along the floor. That's what they're doing. Django, be nice. Be nice. Hi, buddy. Okay, where are we at? Uh, 62. He enjoyed BattleBots. <laughs> he, even to this day, he was uh, watching them on TV and just enjoyed those shows. At one point, we even... I remember buying miniature battle bots that we, you know, constructed with like a do-it-yourself kit. And um, that was super cool. They were just a lot of fun. Very creative, you know? 63, escape rooms. I don't know how many my dad went to, but we went to our first one. My husband and I did our first escape room with my parents a couple months ago. And uh, we failed it, by the way, because my husband has no patience or he forgot what a prime number was. Not sure yet, but <laughs> we had so much fun. We had an hour to escape um, a potential train bombing. So it was, we had a lot of fun figuring that out and working together and simply putting our phones down and enjoying each other's company. So escape rooms. 64, air fryer. He, we, my husband and I had a small air fryer and my dad really thought it was so cool. So we ended up giving him our small one and we got a bigger one and he was making things all the time in there. Again, he was using this because he thought it was cool, but he was focused on his health, which I just so loved. 65 thunderstorms. We were both huge fans of just really crazy thunder and lightning storms. And I remember our favorite scent of Yankee Candles was called Stormwatch, and it's still my favorite scent. So, so good. 66, pumpkin carving. He was so big into, um, again, tradition. So he loved pumpkin carving. So that was always fun to watch and see. 67, donuts or kolaches post-church or on random occasions. He would, maybe he would go out to church early if we were sleeping in and he would bring home some donuts or kolaches or maybe something from La Madeline after church for us. It was always just so thoughtful and so sweet. 68, holiday and birthday cards. Dad was always really big into, you know, just finding the right card and just, just having a one or two liner that just made you feel loved and appreciated. 69, uh, walking through unfinished homes as they were being built. <laughs> Again, like the mines, something you're not really supposed to do, but we totally did anyway. I remember doing this in California and in um, Alabama when, when we went out to the beach and they were building other beach houses around. So that was always kind of fun. Uh, let's see. 70. He was always supporting Kelly Kicking Cancer and um, he's <laughs> literally always in either a Kelly Kicking Cancer polo or t-shirt or one of our college t-shirts. So again, super supportive of the things that were important to him and the people who were important to him. 71. Dad always waved goodbye in the driveway when we left to go out of town. I mean, he would stand there and wave, whether we were waving back or not, while we were backing out of the driveway and until he couldn't see our vehicle anymore. 72. Gardening vegetables. It's been a while, but we used to have little vegetable, um, you know, garden beds in, in our backyard on the side. And he thought it was really cool to, uh, to grow like zucchinis and peppers and stuff. So that was just, I don't know, kind of... I think we saw a lot of vegetables when we were up in Alaska on vacation the past few weeks in little garden beds, so that just made me think of it. 73. 
<laughs> do it right the first time. Another dad phrase that I will never get out of my head. And I just think of that whenever I take my shoes off at the front door or having to pick, oh my gosh, the past month, every time I pick up a bath mat, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> dad always would get onto us for not picking up the bath mats and for sweeping and mopping and I don't know. Just interesting. 74. He, he totally, like my husband, he totally had a chair. And that was his chair. He would take naps in his chair. And he really enjoyed that. Uh, 75. Sawasti Thai food. I remember that being the last restaurant that the two of us went to on our own. 76. Walks on the lakefront together with coffee and sometimes with Princess, uh, the little <laughs> chihuahua that they got my sister when she was going through chemotherapy. So my dad always says that he really dislikes animals, but he totally loves Princess, and he actually, like, really loves my dogs, too. So that was, you know, it was fun to walk on the lakefront with them. 77. This is a throwback beanbag bowling so if i went to the office with my dad as a kid he had these paperweights that were little bean bags but they were like old leather bean bags they were really cool and i would take them this had to have pissed off some of his co-workers but i would take them and i would go bowling with them down the hallway <laughs> of his office building oh my goodness that's funny i don't know what other people think nor do i care but i had fun with it he probably thought it was funny or he wouldn't have let me do it 78. La Pavillon. There's a restaurant in New Orleans called La Pavillon, and there was a lady who used to come out and sing when you were there for lunch. I, I want to say some sort of opera, but her name was Fat Pat, <laughs> and she called herself that. But I remember going there to lunch as a kid, and we went with one of my dad's friends. I don't remember who it was, and his <laughs> he convinced me to, his friend convinced me to, um, take olives on my spoon and fling them across the restaurant. Oh, I'm not sure if I hit anybody, but apparently I was entertaining. <laughs> oh, gosh. 79. Butterfly Kisses. I remember my dad bought me that CD as a little girl. 80. Antique Car Shows. We loved going to antique car shows, and this brings us to 81 as well, and that's air shows. So car shows and air shows, those are just a really fun thing for us to go and, and see. And um, it was really cool to go to air shows as a kid, but also after I joined ROTC and um, you know, once I went active duty as well. I remember the last car show. We did a lot of car shows when we lived in California. The last one we went to was after my brother graduated from college, and we were in Colorado. Those were just always fun. 82, soda water with lime. That was one of his standard drinks when we went out to eat. Let's see, 83. My dad, the, probably the only social thing, social media thing that I've not yet learned how to do that he was doing was blogging. So I'm super proud of him for learning how to blog and doing that for Kelly Kicking Cancer. 84, chugging right along. I taught my dog, my, my dog, my, I taught my dad, gosh, that would have been impressive if I taught my dog, taught my dad how to podcast. So in addition to the blogs, somebody reached out to him and said, hey, my eyesight's not that great. Can you create a podcast and, you know, out of the blog so I can listen to it? So I was able to teach him how to do that. So the first, probably, I want to say four or five episodes 
of the podcast are going to be of my dad explaining the blog posts that he wrote. So that's really cool. And, and I'm glad we have, you know, his voice recorded there to listen to. He's also been on my podcast, the this podcast that you're listening to right now, to talk about Kelly kicking cancer and brain cancer treatments and research. So I again, I'm glad that I have that saved so that I can go back and listen to him. 85, Fantasia, one of my favorite Disney movies that we used to watch all the time as a kid. Great music, great cartoons, just again, all around fun. 86, he enjoyed a good magician or comedian. Again, his word of the year was laughter with my mom. And so he had just been to listen to a comedian and decided to sign that particular comedian for our Kelly Kicking Cancer Gala this September. And um, we had a comedian last year as well. And again, it's just been fun to really focus on bringing more laughter back into our lives. 87, Rocky and Bullwinkle. This popped into my head as being a show that we watched as a kid and really enjoyed because we saw a lot of moose when we were in Alaska the past few weeks. I want to say 15 or 16 different moose um, just like out and about on the road. So yeah, it was just fun. And along with other goofy shows, 88 is The Pinky and the Brain. Oh my gosh, he loved that show. Just so goofy, so silly. 89 is camping. He used to enjoy camping a lot. He went out to got a lot of different national parks and used to take his motorcycle out there. And that's where a lot of uh, his first, you know, dates and vacations were with my mom. So I'm going to have to kind of filter through some of the photos that they have and then maybe try to go visit those places in the future. 90, Indiana Jones. Oh, I can't, I don't even know why this popped into my head over the past few weeks, but he really enjoyed Indiana Jones. And uh, again, just one of those fun shows, fun movies, fun series, really. 92 or 91. Gosh, we're got 10 left. Of course, there's way more than 10, but you have to stop at some point for these podcasts, right? Okay, so 90, uh, 91. Um, He really loved Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and specifically the different shaped ones for holidays. Going along with holidays and candy, number 92, he loved biting the heads off of Peeps over Easter. Like, I don't think he really liked the Peeps, but it was funny to him to just bite off the heads. (laughs) Number 93, Dad really enjoyed different breads and dipping sauces and olive oil, spices, and vinegar. Growing up, we very frequently had olive oil and vinegar and different breads at the dinner table. 94, dad was a great public speaker. Not only did Chevron fly him all over the US to go to conferences and speak and teach people about what he was doing, but also for Kelly Kicking Cancer. He's our main speaker about what was going on and introducing and kind of bringing people through the events. And he loved doing that too. I mean, he's even been asked to speak at at weddings and he was great speaking uh, at funerals even, you know, not just for Kelly's, but he's been asked to speak at other people's because he, again, has developed very amazing relationships and is very confident about getting up in front of public and speaking a truth. Moving right along. Okay, 95. 
Um, I've already mentioned this once, but he got very excited about the different research for brain cancer. We frequently, maybe about once or twice a year over the past few years, have gone down to Houston Methodist and the Peak Brain Center and met with the main researchers and doctors uh, down there and just learned about what research is going on and how close they are to finding a cure and the different things that were coming up and and we've developed some really cool relationships with them so I'm I'm really proud that Kelly King Cancer does support Houston Methodist and the Peak Brain Center because they have so many innovative things coming out when it comes to brain cancer research and and preventing it and curing it so hopefully more to come from that soon Let's see, 96, dad loved dinosaurs and rocks and minerals and just all things to do with kind of prehistoric time. Um, That was always very cool. He got very excited about that and it it was a lot of fun to see that. 97, beignets for morning call. Don't get me wrong, we like Cafe Du Monde, but there was this little... Um, bitty coffee shop on right after we would pick people up from the airport in New Orleans that we would go to on our way home. Just a little hole in the wall place, real cheap, but they had great coffee and great beignets. And I mean, it was a very frequent place that dad would bring people to when he was picking up or dropping off at the airport. So that was just kind of fun. It's unfortunately closed down now, but it was a very cool place to go. 98. He was enjoying sleeping in past 4 a.m. <laughs> It was definitely, I think he was probably waking up around 5 or 5.30 and napping midday just because he he could, but um, he would very frequently say when he was in his chair in the living room, I wasn't sleeping, I was just resting my eyes. And we're like, Dad, <laughs> you were snoring. You were definitely asleep. He's like, no, was it? <laughs> so maybe sometimes he was and sometimes he wasn't, but that's just, you know, Dad in his chair. 99. Back to the health piece, he was up to drinking 55 ounces of water per day. I know for some of you that probably sounds like almost nothing. And for me, that's not even half of the amount of water I drink per day. But for him, like just think, he's gone from almost 40 years working for Chevron, waking up at 4 a.m., drinking three or four espresso first thing in the morning to sleeping in until 5 or 5.30 and then starting off with a glass of water in the morning. So just huge props to him and mad respect for, you know, at 63, almost 64, really still focusing on his health and trying to get back into that and number 100 dad was always constantly checking up on the kids on my mom genuinely wanting to know how we were doing he loved when we called for no reason he was always focused on moving forward one day at a time he always said how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time And you know, that is how we are all going to move forward, one bite at a time, one day at a time. We're all going to end up together in the right amount of time, and my dad's work here on Earth may be complete, but we still have a lot of life to live, and we're for darn sure going to live it. So I'm so grateful to have learned from him all of these years, and uh, I look forward to the lessons that he has taught me that I haven't noticed yet. I've already seen some photos of him on his motorcycles with a spiffy camera that made me laugh and have shown me a side of him that I never knew. I'm sure I will go through a lot of emotions and a lot of firsts during this next year, but I will find reasons to smile and to laugh at every corner when I'm remembering my dad.
I'm going to close out this episode here. And I certainly pray that this has helped you in a small way if you're also working through a loss or maybe simply working to become closer to those you love. In the end, all we ever want is more time. So as scary as it may be to have some of the conversations that help us to grow deeper in connection with each other, I encourage you to dive deep and ask those questions and have those conversations before you lose that opportunity. When the time has come, you can only be grateful for the conversations you already had. So I love you all. Thank you for listening today. And again, if you do have a story or memory with my dad that you can share with me and with my family, I just can't tell you how much I would appreciate that. My contact info will be in the show notes below. Our family has spent a majority of July on a pre-planned family vacation in Alaska, so I hope that y'all enjoy some of the photos that we're going to share on social media. And please know that even though it's been about two months since I posted here, I do have plans for regularly posted podcasts about every other week here on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast and on the Healthy Disney Podcast. So I look forward to hearing from you and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye everyone.